Hello, welcome to DavChat. Thanks for joining in. Today's topic, as per always, is opposing global fascism. So frequently we're concentrated on the problem of fascism in America and how uh, essentially a corrupt political party acting as the front for a lobby group of collective corporate interests that had gone beyond capitalism to a level of under-regulation whereby it's antithetical to human existence. Hi, Bronte. Hi, Brian. Thanks for joining in. Uh, so, yes, when we look at the fact that corporate interests, corrupt corporate interests, have aligned with uh, religious extremism and political corruption to produce this bloody blizzard of uh, criminal intent, essentially uh, activity that is opposed to human existence and nevertheless manages to appeal to certain people. We need to unpack that appeal and determine for ourselves how best to oppose it, how best to act together in concert to uh, stop them, to stop the people who are very determined to minimize our chances of survival as a species, as communities, as societies. And they do so out of short-sighted selfishness. Now, I came across something interesting, as I often do, but this particular interesting thing was that, was somebody just making an assertion on the internet that in one instance, psychologists had medicated monkeys who showed signs of anxiety within a tribe of monkeys. And that those uh, monkeys became much more sedate, but that the tribe collective or the tribe of monkeys became collectively less responsive to threats and they were eliminated. They, they died out. Now, this may be apocryphal, i.e. it may not be true. I will look into it further, but nevertheless, even as a fable, it catches our attention. It reminds us that it is often anxious people who will alert people to threats. Uh, it is often anxious people who point out that there's a problem with DDT and investigate that. It is often anxious people who perceive a problem and try to co-opt other people in on understanding and responding to that problem. So I hope that makes sense. I would like to also say that it's disgraceful that uh, Lieutenant Colonel Alexander Vinman has been fired from his position within the National Security Council. He's a Purple Heart veteran, uh, owner of numerous medals, distinguished service, has put his life on the line to serve his country multiple times, and yet he's fired for the specific reason that he is incompatible with a, a White House given over to treachery and treason. Let me say that more clearly to a White House given over to treachery and treason. Let's talk about that a bit more in that all of the officials who have been uh, engaged in giving testimony to the impeachment inquiry in its private phase, uh, those people have all added to our understanding and the big picture of Trump trading uh, something that didn't belong to him, US taxpayer dollars, that had been duly apportioned by Congress to, to serve America's national security interests and to advance the defences of an American ally, Ukraine. Ukraine that was under attack from Russia, that 
Ukraine whose soldiers, multiple soldiers died in the month of August whilst there was this hold, seven-week hold enacted by Trump uh, and his cohort of uh, co-conspirators working underhandedly with him to subvert uh, state policy. So it wasn't official state policy for Rudolf Rudy Giuliani to work together with Kurt Volker and Gordon Sunderland to do Trump's bidding. But nevertheless, they did. They wrote out a script for uh, newly elected president of Ukraine, Alex, um, uh, Vladimir Zelensky, to, to tell to the public. Because the key was not the investigation. The key was the announcement. The president of Ukraine had agreed after seven weeks of this aid being put on hold. And we won't forget either that Trump had a carrot and a stick to offer. The carrot was the promise of a prestigious meeting in the Oval Office and also um, and President, Vice President Pence attending Zelensky's inauguration. And, the, and the, st the stick was the withholding of much-needed military aid because Ukraine was under attack and continues to be under attack from Russian military and pro-Russian forces. So what do we think about that? Is it extortion if you have a country under attack, a country that America has promised to assist, a country that is a long-standing ally of America's, uh, if, if the president of the US secretly, secretly demands for aid to be withheld to this country so that they lose, so that soldiers die, so that lives are lost, civilians' lives may be lost as well. And while this is ongoing, there is this threat. Give us what we want. Make an announcement that you have just on your own account decided to launch an investigation. Make an announcement that you have decided to investigate Hillary Clinton. Make an announcement that you have just seen the need to investigate the 2016 election so that you can exonerate Russia and say that it was really Ukraine interfering in the election. Uh, we can't stand back and laugh at this being stupid or inept. This is a very concerted, very successful way of forcing Americans over and over again to hear the phrase dirt on Biden. So even if Trump's plot didn't succeed in the way it was intended, even if it was uncovered thanks to the activity of the, of the whistleblower, who is now being incredibly targeted for persecutions on right-wing media, they're putting out his name, they are exposing him and his family to violence, and it's stochastic terrorism, which means a diffuse form of terrorism where you just put out a general threat, say this whistleblower is guilty of treason, and somebody in as authoritative a position as the President of the United States says that about a whistleblower and then stands back and waits for other people to do his bidding. At the same time, when people persecute whistleblowers, sometimes that motivates other people to stand up because the wrongdoing comes into clearer focus. The president's corruption and criminality becomes more clear. So whilst it exposes whistleblowers to threats of violence, not more than threats, it ex literally exposes whistleblowers to violence, it may... Um, still motivate patriots because sometimes people do put their lives on the line for their countries. You can look at the armed forces and the medals and the sacrifices that people have made.
And you can be reminded of Donald Trump Jr.'s uh, pitiful comments that as he walked through Arlington Cemetery, seeing the lives lost, the sacrifices made for country, and he was moved to think of the business sacrifices that he and his family would be making because of Trump's call to seek the position of the Oval Office, which is as disgusting a false equivalency as was ever suggested by, by man or beast. So that's from Donald Trump Jr.'s biography, uh, which is just part of their of the right's general push to categorize themselves as victims and everybody else as persecuting them. If you're not on their side, then literally you are their enemy, and this is the cause of division in America. It's true that uh, we should acknowledge that climate change is also dividing America because it's dividing America into people who can cope with reality and people which is a very difficult emotional reality to cope with and I can understand that it's difficult for a lot of people to face up to. But there are the people willing to acknowledge and face up to this problem and there are the people who are seeking shelter from it in mass delusion and fantasy. And one of their mass delusions is that they uh, don't need to do anything about climate change, that Jesus would not allow it to happen and that... uh, God controls the climate, not human beings. So we cannot possibly have jeopardized our own existence as a species. So uh, what, what I would like going forward is for us all to acknowledge that, yes, it takes bravery. It takes adult characteristics to face up to what is a significant problem. Now, people who have been to university relatively recently, thank you, complimentary British person. Uh, Enthralling is a lovely descriptive term, and I'm glad you applied that to me. Thank you. If you've been to university in the last decade or so, you might know that we don't just have to worry about climate change gathering pace uh, in a linear sense. It is exponentially increasing because of various tipping points. A tipping point is when something goes from just progressing normally to falling into a ditch, essentially. And the ditch that humanity is currently falling into is that various frozen land is thawing, that we have so heated the surface of the earth as well as the oceans, that this land that was frozen is thawing and methane gas that was trapped in the earth is being released into the atmosphere. And methane, imagine it as being one of your grandmother's ultra-thick blankets. So if the carbon dioxide that's a byproduct of multiple human industrialized activities is already forming a bit of a heat shield that allows heat from the sun to come into our atmosphere but doesn't allow it to escape as easily, thus leaving us with an excess of trapped heat that has been slowly but surely raising the temperature around the world for some time now. Uh, Methane is a gas that is even more potent in its heat-trapping properties than carbon dioxide. So the leaders won't tell you that if if they have pockets that are full of fossil fuel executive money. Leaders that won't tell you that if they are telling themselves, I'm not doing anything wrong, I'm just going along with what people can cope with. Uh, People don't need to hear about climate change. It makes them uncomfortable. I'll just continue to pretend it's not a pressing problem that threatens our existence. 
densely populated countries typically haven't contributed as much to the problem of climate change as industrialized countries. So citizens of the US, and I'm going to say relatively wealthy citizens of the US, the, the UK and Australia, we have disproportionately consumed electricity without having uh, sources of energy in place that wouldn't contribute to this problem. This problem that doesn't just jeopardize our general temperatures, uh, it jeopardizes our food sources, it affects crops, it affects the nutritional content of rice, uh, heat has been illustrated to be lowering the nutritional value found in some rice crops. It has, heat has, additional heat has been shown to affect the pollination schedules of corn. So corn may be uh, less of a flourishing crop going forwards. As, as food and water sources are drawn into more scarce positions and we are afflicted by increasingly severe and frequent uh, weather events. We may not be up to the task, but it, it affects everything. And who are we to cowardly turn away from admitting that the task exists and that we do have in our corner at least human ingenuity and human determination, provided we can find for ourselves leaders who will step away from the trough of, of delusion and apathy, to step away from... the type of head-in-the-sand ignorance that is, at this point, deadly and destructive. Yes, it's true. People of less means will die first. So in most cases where the, where the temperature increases are, have a broader effect, where they have very specific targeted effects when extreme weather events hit, then yes, you have wealthy people whose homes are destroyed, who may be trapped Regardless of how expensive their car is, they may be trapped in a traffic line trying to escape from an area that is on fire because drier land and less rainfall is contributing to potent wildfires. So why would wealthy people seek to conceal this truth from us? Scientists are conscripted to work on this problem by ExxonMobil 40 years ago produced very accurate graphs that coincide perfectly with the level of carbon in the atmosphere now and also the temperature increase that has been commensurate with that level of increased carbon gas emission from human activity. They knew this 40 years ago without complete certainty, but that's what their scientists told that they commissioned told them. And instead, they chose to pour millions into undermining the very type of science they had commissioned for themselves. They poured millions into organizations that went out into the world and disparaged scientists and the, sci the findings of climate scientists. So this is key to understand that there are people who have actively opposed uh, human beings coming to a collective understanding of, the f of our fates under this ongoing trajectory. There are people out there who have been so malicious and selfish and uh, anti-humanity that they have put their profits ahead of the survival of human beings. Uh, so we could probably cope with a little bit of selfishness on their part. We understand that we understand that uh, 
getting distracted by trolls, which I should not do because trolls <sighs> have a place in the world that is to hear their own voice and to spread their attitudes of despondency or their false schadenfreude of pretending that they have more to contribute than others, that their understanding is so sophisticated. We do need to acknowledge trolls because they exist in our world. We have elderly trolls, people who are older and say, we know better. We didn't study this science when we were at school. And uh, quite frankly, it's all spurious. And we, we never had to contend with problems like this. So clearly, these problems don't exist. So there are elderly people whose political commitment to voting make them effectively quite a dangerous demographic. I'm not saying that violence is the answer when I use the word dangerous. I'm saying that the pen and the voice is mightier than the sword. And the more we speak out against the dangers and the perils of, of uh, climate criminality, I'm now repurposing the term climate denialism denialism into climate criminality because it is not okay anymore. The level of lived experience of people who have fled fires, the level of trauma experienced by people who are exposed to increasingly hot temperatures in the Middle East, in Australia, the experiences of those people can no longer be ethically denied by anyone. So people who go out of their way to pretend that the climate is not heating up are no longer skeptics or denialists, they are criminals with a anti-social bent. And they must be loudly and convincingly and persuasively opposed at every point of opportunity. So that's why I speak out every day. I need to be able to face my children to tell them I am fighting in what is effectively cyber warfare for your future as well as ours. They stand to lose more decades of peaceable existence than I do. I have maybe 60 years ahead that I could hope to exist for if I looked after my health and had good fortune. But my children stand to lose 90 years, nine decades worth of existence that they could have had if humanity had got its act together uh, earlier or if it chooses to really get its act together in a concerted way now. Sure, the probability of that may not be high, but who would turn away from the task of acknowledging the peril we face? For some of us, that peril is more evident than to others. The lived experience of migrant workers in the Middle East who are being admitted to hospital from heart attacks, from collapse at increasing rates because of exposure to more extreme temperatures. So 26,000 people is one estimate of the number of people that are now dying each year as a consequence of climate change. Glenn, who argues that I make no sense and if I disagree, you block me. If you argue with science, then uh, you're a climate criminal. I have no interest in giving you a platform by allowing you to, to spout your nonsense here now. So I will never uh, fail to mute or block a climate change 
denier. I will never fail to mute or block a Trump supporter because at this stage there is so much voluminous evidence in the public arena of the degree to which Trump has betrayed the public interest, has betrayed the national security of the US. When fascists attract um, when fascists attract supporters, they are always selling a magic trick of conflating themselves with some virtue that people prize. So in Trump's instance, in Hitler's instance, they pretended that they were a fountain of national security interest. I will advance Germany. I will advance the US. I and only I. I am the embodiment of safety and security and prosperity. So Trump had the persuasive power of television, having had a a television reality show program for so many years, falsely projecting an image of a successful, accomplished businessman, when as we know now, he was a tax-avoiding, money-laundering businessman who failed multiple times, whose bankruptcies were legendary, who managed to bankrupt multiple casinos, even though the house has the odds ever in its favor. I am going to broadcast from every possible platform that I can to build a consensus amongst people who understand that Trump is the opposite of prosperity. Trump's policies and Trump's pronouncements bring devastation in its wake. And people think, yes, confidence, that's all we need. That snake oil will definitely do the trick because we've never seen a salesman before filled with so much confidence and enthusiasm, and that's what we needed. We were feeling worried that maybe those climate scientist people were right. But with a man in Trump-like charge, we can confidently say for ourselves, as Trump says, climate change is a Chinese hoax meant to lower our uh, competitiveness as a nation. With Trump at at the helm of our country, we can confidently assert uh, America doesn't need regulations. America doesn't need safeguards for air or water. They can all get in the bin. America can embark upon trade wars and tariff wars, and that won't hurt our manufacturers, that won't hurt our our farmers. Definitely, it it must be fake news that we have paid $28 billion of public taxpayer money to farmers to make up the deficit caused in their trading numbers because Trump has sabotaged their trading relationships as a casualty of his tariff wars. Trump, with Trump at the helm, anything he does can be discounted as fake news because accurate reporting is decried as fake news. As tyrants have done across history, uh, Hitler had the term Jugendpress for meaning lying press. Similarly, Trump has fake news and actively cultivates violence against the press. CNN has had bombs addressed to it. Uh, a news organization had a violent man. Uh, which organization was it? I can only remember the headline they published the next day saying, we, we will get the paper out. It was a tribune of some kind. And they had a gunman come in and shoot people in their organization. There were mass casualties. Many people have specifically cited Trump as part of their motivation for committing acts of mass murder. And people may ask, how can a president get away with this much scandal? How can his name be used in so many mass atrocities and people not turn on him? It's fascism. Fascism circumvents logic in its followers. Fascism is an appeal to emotion that draws people in and makes them falsely equate strength with, this, with a snake oil leader. 
Uh, Maryland. Thank you, David. Uh, so fascism claims to be strong when it weakens a nation. Fascist leaders claim to have the answers as they erode your prosperity. Fascism claims to be doing the work of the people and yet the people suffer. And fascism stops only when a collective number of people have suffered enough that they become stronger and confident, more confident in their determination to oppose those who are drunk on fake confidence. They are drunk on the false confidence of saying Trump means strength. Trumpism means America strong. And if you oppose Trump, you want America to be weak. That is the lie of fascism repeated over and over again throughout history. And it ends when people point to reality, point to reality loudly and clearly and say, look at what's happening to the farmers. Look at how reliant they are on socialistic aid. People are disgruntled, but also uh, people are concerned. Part of that disgruntlement stems from fear that they may have to be the ones to pay for any adjustments as a consequence of climate change. People are afraid that climate change might be true. And the shooter in El Paso cited eco-fascist reasons. He wanted to kill migrants because he believes that that will help address the problem of limited resources. Fascists will say, okay, we deny that industry has a secondary byproduct of carbon gas emissions that's problematic. We'll tell you for as long as we can that there's no climate change. And once people are no longer prepared to deny the evidence of their eyes and ears, we will say, okay, fine, climate change exists, but the, the answer to it is to kill migrants, to put them in camps, to expel, to deport them, to make the problem other than what it is. People are always disgruntled, but fascists are opportunistic people who have found ways to harness disgruntlement, fear, grievance, entitlement, and false understandings of the world. So the eugenics movement in America has a long history. American eugenicist scientists, basically fake scientists, who put out theories and research that has been predetermined in terms of results to support racism. Uh, eugenicism is a branch of science born out of the need to pretend that a certain construct called race means some people are inherently superior to others. The people no longer have to rely on their achievements to uh, advocate for themselves in a world. They can point to their racial background and say, I am superior, I am white. I am more likely to be virtuous and black people are more likely to be inferior. Therefore, our behavior towards them has always been justified. Slavery was fair. Jim Crow was fair. Everything just to avoid the human need to face up to, to past injustices. Eugenicism is a branch of science born out of the need to justify and perpetuate injustice against people with a darker skin color than others. Eugenicism is a scientific, is a false scientific construct designed to make people feel that they need never confront the history of their society, that they need never confront the injustices of the past and the shadow that that ongoing legacy of injustice casts into the present, creating economic injustice, creating social injustice, creating legal system injustice. 
when we start to contend with the reality of that pattern, then we no, long, no longer need to rely on false explanations of why things are the way they are. Fox News is another faux construction to sell people using data points that have no specific pattern other than poverty is associated with a relatively higher rate of, of crime. We need to accept that racism has informed so much of our political leadership. We need to accept that colorism, the need to, f to f construct races out of a, a need to pretend that everything is justifiable, that the taking over of countries, that the enslavement of people, that denying people votes, that the mass murder of elected black legislators in the um, even a hundred years ago was fine and was justifiable. Without confronting those things, we don't understand the motivations of weird people who watch Fox News and all of a sudden say, hey, yeah, black people are criminals. Migrants are criminals. We're being invaded. We ourselves are good. We ourselves need never confront uh, historical injustice or present injustice. That easy, lazy, cowardly appeal needs to be challenged for what it is. And without it, we lack the ability to understand the patterns of selfish and antisocial behavior being acted out right now as we speak by the fascist leaders who are running various countries. Without that, we will never understand the appeal of Murdoch newspapers and Murdoch shows such as Fox News or in Australia, the Daily Telegraph. We will never understand how they foment hatred and division by presenting data points to people and saying, here is a black person or a person of color or a migrant who has committed a crime. We will never understand if we don't accept these realities. If we don't confront the injustice that goes on around us, that is ingrained in some of our institutions and in our systems, we will not understand the motivations of these people who seek to destroy all of us. We need to be clear about what is happening and about possible solutions to this. So decency and speaking up is one potent antidote to fascism and fascist styles of thinking. Speaking up to say, Hitler used to put out a publish a weekly newsletter saying that Jewish people had committed crimes and they were true. The crimes were real. The criminals were real. The argument was not real. The argument that uh, Jewish people are disproportionately resent, represented amongst the statistics of criminals was not true. Uh, communism has been overhyped as a threat. Communist Jews have been overhyped as a threat. The opposite is true because uh, America is in no danger of falling to communism. I say that. And I'd be a little bit more comfortable if Bernie Sanders had less of a cult of personality uh, built around his willingness to point out the very real problems, the distorted power balance occurring in America, the uh, unjust and ineffective and inefficient healthcare system that tortures people by making sick people participate 
in a bureaucratic circus in order to advocate for themselves. All right, how long have I been talking for? Probably long enough. I thank you if you've listened to me for this long or for however long you've tuned in for. Never feel the need to apologize for dropping in and out as is convenient for you. It's convenient for me to sit here and expound as long as I can. Um, Exactly. Uh, Bernie has lots of good ideas. And... I'm sorry, for, maybe I'll unmute the Bernie supporter. Look, look, Bernie supporter. I guess I, no, you know what? There's too many trolls who are Bernie supporters. <sighs> I unmuted you. But don't laugh at me when I say Bernie has a cult following because he does. I am indeed on Twitter. My Twitter handle is the same as my uh, if you look, look, I'll, I'll type a message, this. Oh, oh you're being facetious. <laughs> well, in that case, I'm extra glad I unmuted you. All right, hooray. I wanted to say to everybody, thanks so much for listening. I am going to migrate right now to another platform that I'm trying to build an audience on. So if you wish to assist, excellent. The channel is the same as my Twitter handle, uh, Davcat43. I'm thinking of starting another channel as well called uh, Parents Helping Parents because my children do concern me a lot and I have some skills in the area of child development, so that's separate. But if you want to follow me for my political punditry, Davcat43 is where I'm about to go and do another live broadcast right now. I think I'm up to 102 subscribers the more subscribers I get, the more people will get to hear my voice and my message. Thank you, Bronte. Bronte saying, please watch, like, and comment. Yes, all interaction helps um, add to the algorithmic pattern that spreads this push. It's a push to oppose fascism. It's a push to be active and proactive in seeking to address all of the disinformation that they put out of there, all of the false reassurances that climate change isn't enough of a problem to do anything significant about, that we can have leaders like Trump in power and just say, he says that he wants America to be stronger, therefore it's true. The opposite is true. Trump is advancing his own interests. He sells American national security out to the highest bidder at every possible opportunity. And when I say highest bidder, it's not the highest bidder of somebody adding to America's fortunes. It's adding to Trump's bank account, helping Trump pay off whatever debts he owes to whichever corrupt dictators. Trump will sell out U.S. allies and undermine people's trust in America. Uh, Trump will betray the Kurds and allow the dictatorial leader of Turkey, President Erdogan, to massacre Kurdish people, massacre f allies who have fought alongside the US for five years to oust ISIS. I hear that perhaps uh, a contingent of US troops may now remain in Syria to protect the oil because Trump's aides managed to at least sell him on the idea of protecting oil. Not the people, not the fighters who worked with US troops, but the oil although it would be illegal for the U.S. to benefit from Syrian oil, so uh, hopefully that plan of Trump's is also being stymied. Uh, 
He's not necessarily good at paying attention to facts or laws, but he is very good at paying attention to the emotional needs of people like him. People who watch Fox News, people who are racist, people who externalize problems and say it's always someone else's fault. Trump Trump doesn't take a salary, but it doesn't matter. Trump takes corrupt payments. So he may not take the official salary, but that's against the Constitution in any case. The president is supposed to, well, he takes a salary, but he claims to donate it. Because, yes, it's against the Constitution to not take the salary. Uh, Yes, Erdogan is going to be in the US on Wednesday. He probably was able to demand such a favor because he probably has tapes of Trump's uh, son-in-law greenlighting a murder mission on Jamal Khashoggi. People have listened to the tapes. Now I read a BBC article that I'll share on my website, davcat43.com, a BBC article delineating what was heard. Uh, A British peer called Baroness Kennedy, I think, was able to listen to it, said hearing his voice change to fear. He had gone into the Saudi embassy to pick up papers so that he could marry his fiancée. And they had arrived and already laid out plastic sheeting on the floor. This murder mission of of Mohammed bin Salman's uh, security guards and a uh, Saudi-appointed uh, forensics scientist who had experience in cutting up cadavers and conducting autopsies, but who said this time he was going to have to cut on the floor and that usually even a butcher gets to cut his meat hanging up. So yes, they they may have suffocated Mohammed bin um, Jamal Khashoggi with a plastic bag, but those moments of fear of realizing that he was going to be kidnapped, he was being asked to send a message to his son saying that everything was fine, which he refused to do, and he became aware that they were going to inject him with something. So, yeah, it's not great what happened to Jamal. And in order to prevent exposure from that, it is likely that Trump has acquiesced to all of President Erdogan's requests, dropping sanctions against Turkey, bringing Erdogan to the White House for a meeting. Erdogan has killed U.S. allies. U.S. veterans are going to watch the man who has been murdering their fighting compatriots, be invited to have a prestigious meeting in the Oval Office. So, yes, we can't be surprised anymore. It is, it is fascism. It is rule that not by logic or in the best interests of the US. It is rule to advance self-interest. And Trump is beholden to Putin and he's beholden to Erdogan and he's beholden to Saudi royalty. And this is the reason why we see interests, we see actions taken that are stoutly opposed to US interests. So I will go now to YouTube. Please follow me and like, comment, or watch the videos. Davcat43 is the name of the YouTube channel. You don't have to subscribe, but any engagement counts towards something. Uh, So thank you so much for your time and hope to talk again another time. Thank you. Take care of yourselves as always. Bye. Thanks, 22 Vets. Thanks, Bronte. Thank you so much. Yes, Bronte, you've got my back. You've got my back, girlfriend. I'm very grateful. Bronte says, please subscribe. And indeed, what the lady said. 
Thank you. Thank you, Ms. Akers. Bye, everyone.